escape from Herrera. Bradley trying to chip on Joa, and he scores! Moves inside Ronaldo! How much of a James Milner move that was? To score that was the goal greatest like that. thing, because he was like looking, kind of like towards the goal, and he's like, "Oh, he's just gonna clear it out." <laughs> <laughs> just little did he know. by the ball. Great header. He should have celebrated. Finish, right. He should have celebrated. That's he a great finish. Celebrate with the Roma fans. That's a great finish. Traded next week to Roma. Yeah. Does that mean does that mean Lovren gets the assist? Does own goals get assists? I mean they have to come from somewhere. Like like if an attacking player hits the ball or like crosses the ball really hard into the box and it bounces off a, a player and is an own goal, I think the I think that person that it comes off of gets the assist. Really? Like for an attacker. So are there own goal assists? I feel like that should be a new stat. Own goal assists. Barcelona would have a lot. So would John Terry. No, he probably wouldn't. He'd just have regular own goals. So would Jamie Carragher. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome to Two Lads Football Podcast. Today's episode is episode two. We will be talking about Mohamed Salah, the Egyptian magician, EPL star, player of the year for the Premier League. An absolute he's, had a, he's absolutely had a brilliant year. It's been a treat to watch. He's uh, he's outperformed pretty much everybody on the pitch this year. So it's been um, it's been quite a year for him and for Liverpool and for everybody watching the EPL. And for everybody, it's one, watching, it's yeah. one of those players you just got to appreciate. You don't see that very often. You know, someone of this magnitude. I mean, they're killing it. Mohamed Salah's absolutely, absolutely stud. So you can't help but appreciate the magic he's created this season. I mean, that's a steal for Liverpool for getting him for I think it was thirty, thirty, thirty-six million dollars or pounds, I should say, from uh, from Roma. I mean, right. he's man. he's going to be worth five times that by the time he goes. Seeing how much Chelsea played paid for uh, Danny Drinkwater, I mean, that's a. That's the bargain of the century right there. I mean, how? I mean, I'm sure that Liverpool weren't expecting, you know, the return from Salah that they've gotten. But, you know, props to them for for going out finding an, an underrated player and and uh, putting the right management in front of them and giving them an opportunity to score what 43 goals? Yeah, 43 goals so far, all competitions. Yeah. But see, even at Roma, he performed and scored goals the way he did. At Liverpool, the way he does at Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, not the frequency he does now, of course. But, I mean, he still scored the same type of goals. He he was still dangerous. But the thing is, I think it's just the platform. He was he's able to, to shine at Liverpool a little bit more. I agree. I think... I, I think he's got less of a support system than Ronaldo does at Real Madrid in terms of players behind him giving him support but i also think he was kind of given the he was kind of given the nod as the as the go-to man at liverpool he's he was kind of the after a few games everybody kind of realized that he was going to be something special 
and he was he was the star of the show and I think he just I think he just thrived in that it, it's just the kind of player he is he's fast he's quick he's flashy he scores unbelievable goals he's pretty much everything he touches turns to gold he just lives off that he just lives off that um and fantastic performances what's really notable about the performance of liverpool's offense is their ability to play together they've actually got a really good chemistry though yeah for so sure. although the, he doesn't have the backing of you know the players that ronaldo has he yeah. does have roberto firmino does a lot for Mohamed Salah in the ways of creating opportunities for him and, and also considering the fact that he doesn't necessarily have to touch the ball for Mino to no. like you know create an opportunity for Salah that's kind of the beauty of you know being a forward you just you can make a run and open up that space especially for exactly. someone on the wing I mean he's they've actually been able to the reason why they've been able to tear apart defenses so much is because They've been able to create those opportunities, pull defenders away, get Salah yep. to get into space, or mm-hmm. and then most importantly, capitalize on their opportunities. You watch yeah. against Roma, like the first parts of the games, they're, they're close. The only difference really is when Liverpool got their opportunities, it, they took it hit the back of the net. Roma, yep. their, their opportunities were close. They didn't quite, you know, get it in. Passes could have been a little bit tighter when they went to round the corners on the the outside backs. They didn't quite get there. And then when Liverpool did, they got around the corner. They, you know, got that extra half step and got a clean pass off into the box. And that's just the difference. They're just a little bit more clinical in all the right areas. Yeah, I think that I think that Salah has a has. A, a lot to think um, for, you know, having yeah. Firmino and and Mane, and I mean, let's not forget that Liverpool lost Coutinho halfway through the season. That's true. Like, that's a that's a big loss. But do I you mean, think that it just shows that it just shows how 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 impactful Salah is to be able to keep that scoring rate up without a playmaker like Coutinho? Do you think with Coutinho leaving, it allowed for more of an emphasis for Mohamed Salah more oh definitely so he was able definitely. to fill that gap a little bit more so if he was yeah. if he was still there you think he wouldn't be quite performing at the level he is not necessarily like qualitatively but just in the number of goals that he has yeah that'd be interesting that would be interesting to see is like how many goals or chances created chances that Mohamed Salah created before uh, Coutinho left and then after Coutinho left because, I mean, Coutinho, when he was at Liverpool, was, you know, he was kind of the main man, right? He was he was the prospect that everybody was looking at. Um, he was the one running the show. He was the one um, scoring those <laughs> incredible goals from outside the box, right? Um, and now that he's gone, he's kind of, you know, it's kind of been, it's kind of been the Salah story, right? So... I think that he's Salah's definitely gotten more of an opportunity to show his skill set now that that Coutinho's gone. They were playing in a little bit different positions, but I mean Coutinho was still a winger technically, so I mean they were there was still some competition there. And there's always going to be competition with other good players, right? Um, which is another argument for Ronaldo is Ronaldo's got such 
high class players that he's got to compete for for goals the fact that he scores so many goals is is also very impressive so that kind of raises the question though does Liverpool make Salah or does Salah make Liverpool because yeah he's you know he's a phenomenal player either way but is it more of the platform or has Liverpool actually been making him grow and and giving him the tools he needs in the sense of actually developing him to become a Ballon d'Or winner yeah I think I mean I'm I'm gonna give a super boring answer and say that it's a combination of both because uh, (laughs) um, I think that I think that as a creative player of Salah's class, you have to have this a, a, a formula that's um, that includes, you know, management, the player's abilities, the player's work ethic, um, the support system around the player. That's like the players that play next to him with him, and then also the fans getting behind Salah, making him feel welcome in the city. I mean, I always like to bring up the the. Um, example of Di Maria in Manchester United when he came over he's obviously a highly talented player but if you just don't feel comfortable in your in your surroundings you're not going to be able to perform well on the pitch so I think Liverpool's done a really good job at making him feel at home at Anfield and I think that there's just a lot of factors that play into it to creating a Ballon d'Or winner right Absolutely. so I think again a boring answer but I think it's just a combination of both yeah, I think this phenomenal player came, and you said it perfectly. I mean, the fans welcomed him and and encouraged him, and that's yeah. He was put a bit on a pedestal, given the opportunity, given encouragement, and because of that, he performed well and justified all of it, and that makes for an amazing environment to be in. So, it's. It's only helping this unstoppable force, you know, be successful. Yeah, I think he's just, it's kind of like planting a seed, right? I mean, Salah was, he, we knew he was a good player coming to Liverpool. He's just really flourished and bloomed at, at Liverpool with, with, the, uh, with the surroundings. I think that's, that's kind of the answer to that question. Definitely. Now... Do you realistically think he can win the Ballon d'Or? And under what circumstances? Meaning if he loses the Champions League, do you think all hope is lost for for him? I think that if Liverpool beat Real Madrid in Champions League, that he... And he performs well scores a goal or gets a few assists, just puts a decent performance in like he has all season, I think that there, it, he would be hard done by to not win the win the Ballon d'Or. I agree. However, if Liverpool lose, and you also compare the stats of Ronaldo this season and the amount of games that he missed because of injury and the goal return that he's given, like just like he's given every other year, and the fact that he, if he wins um, the Champions League this year, 
will be his third Champions League title. I I I would not be surprised if he won it. So to answer your question, I think for Mohamed Salah to win the Ballon d'Or, he has to win the Champions League. So I think it really does come back come down to the Champions League because yeah. Ronaldo missed a handful of games. But yep, right at the beginning, he's of the been relatively on fire. Given that he has, I mean, his form has been un- incredible, but it's just not getting as much talk because you know we expected it, right. right? So we expect a fifty goal season from him every year. Ronaldo has made forty one appearances and has forty two goals in all competitions. It's crazy. Salah has forty nine appearances and forty three goals. So Ronaldo is one. No, he's he's scoring at at more than a goal a game, and Salah is a bit off the mark. But I think it's Ronaldo's missed the first part of the season. Salah's done amazing things all season mm-hmm. for the club. So yeah, it just becomes a question of I think. How do you really compare them? Because they, in my eyes, I really see them. At about the same spot, you know, Salah has been very this season, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Salah has been very consistent. He's been, you know, carrying his club on his shoulders. Ronaldo missed the first spot, and he's and he's caught up effectively to Salah, but he's had to do a lot. But that also says, you know, a lot about Ronaldo and his abilities for sure. So, you know, I think it comes down to. They're they're pitted against each other in the greatest club tournament in the world, and I think the Ballon d'Or is going to be decided by the, the which team wins the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, do you think Mohamed Salah has had more of an impact for Liverpool than Ronaldo has for Real Madrid? Like, do you think Liverpool would be in the position they were without Mohamed Salah? I mean, uh, see, the answer is probably no. See, the first question is tough to answer. The second yeah. one is very easy. Yeah. I No, I do not think Liverpool would be in the position they are without Salah. Yeah. But, but has Ronaldo done more for Real than Mohamed Salah has done for Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like a lot of people are getting caught up with like what Real, what Ronaldo has done for the past, you know, decade, and I, I mean the Ballon d'Or it goes to the player that has performed the best in the season, right? Right. So it's kind of a hard it's hard to um, separate Ronaldo's 2017-18 year from the from, from the last history. decade and do it from a, a blind. Unbiased exactly. Standpoint. Where it's really easy to do that for Slaw because yeah, Slaw scored goals at Roma, but it's you know fresh he season. was never at Ballon d'Or. It's his debut status. season at Liverpool. It's really easy to make this you know um, a separate occasion and consider yeah. Ronaldo's history, but yeah, it would be really easy for the for. For them to give Ronaldo the Ballon d'Or because... He's Ronaldo. He's Ronaldo. Like, of course he had an amazing season. He out, put out goals. He's 
given assists, he's he's made Real Madrid tenfold better. It would be, I'm not saying it would be hard. It would be out of the ordinary to give it to a player like Mohamed Salah because he's new. He hasn't had the history Ronaldo has. Yeah, he's had the impact that Ronaldo had at Liverpool. But it, I just feel like there, there's just going to be a really, they're going to have a really tough time. It's a tough sell because you're asking for an exception to a rule that we've had for the past, you know, how many years? The the dynasty. Exactly. How many times? How many? I, I mean, Ronaldo, I mean, and, and, Ronaldo Messi, and Messi have won it for at least the last to to beat them for five six years from winning the Ballon d'Or. You have to have a really good reason, basically, and. Salah is making his case, and, you know, you can't really... You basically are stuck with, if he wins the Champions League, how do you not give it to him? What is a player supposed to do to win the Ballon d'Or? Because Salah would have done it all. He's racing for Golden Boot. He's, you know... Lifting his his team domestically, he's won the Champions League. The last time someone other than Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi has won the Ballon d'Or was in two thousand seven. Can you guess who it was? Yep. Yeah. I was wow. And then who was the the one before that? Wasn't it Messi? It was Fabio Cannavaro. Wow. Yeah. That was... And then it was Ronaldinho. Shevchenko won it. Wow, there there are some crazy players on here. Anyway, so, but going back to your point, you know, it's it's essentially been a rule that either Messi or Ronaldo have won it for the past 10 years. Because it's hard to even consider someone doing better than their worst season. Exactly. And the fact that someone's coming in and beating them at their best, effectively. Yep. Well, I guess if Ronaldo was at his best, he would win the Ballon d'Or, but with this injury, it's putting them at level pegging. Yeah. I think that if Real Madrid lose the Ballon d'Or, it's actually interesting this year, Ty, because we also have to factor in the fact that it's a World Cup year. So the Ballon d'Or is going to get drawn. I think it's after the World Cup ends. Really? So the World Cup will definitely play a factor into... Um, so, I mean, that brings Messi back into the conversation, too, because if Argentina win the World Cup, and they've got a strong side, they've got a, a, a competitive side... I mean, how do you? How do you? I mean, he's he's he arguably might win the belt or the uh, Golden Boot this year. He's got more goals than Salah does, and they just won the Liga. So I mean, he's in the conversation too. That's true. I mean, and I mean, Salah's kind of Salah's kind of in a bad position because he plays for Egypt. No disrespect against that country, but they're going to have a hard time getting, you know, out of at least the second round of the knockout stage. Yeah. They're going to run into problems um, yeah. in the tournament. I mean, they're just going to... Argentina mm-hmm. can win it 
Egypt is looking to do the best they can. Yeah. So, Portugal, I you mean, can always say the same thing, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of situations where where Mohammed Salah could win the Ballon d'Or and could lose the Ballon d'Or, right? Like, if even if he loses the Champions League, and but then scores 15 goals in the World Cup or 10 goals in the World Cup, that's a, I mean, what if he wins Golden Boot in the World Cup, right? There's a whole... I mean, everything's kind of up in the air. I just, I, I think, I, I just think that Ronaldo is going to be the easy choice for the Ballon d'Or. Right. But it would be. I mean, it would break a, an eleven-year run of Messi or Ronaldo for Mohamed Salah to win the Ballon d'Or. And that would be. I mean, it would be. That's going to be an interesting day when that happens. History, right? Yeah, it's going to be literally the end of an era. Era, and literally. Then it raises the question: Well, what about next year? Who's are next? They, are they going to take the the crown back, or is it is it gone from from those two for good? Is it going to be Neymar? You know, is it going to be Mbappe? Hazard. Is it going to be Hazard? Is it going to be De Gea? You know. There's an argument to be made. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when the last time a goalkeeper's won the Ballon d'Or, and I'm not even sure if one has. Exactly. I was going to ask that. Has a goalie ever won it? Anyway, that's getting kind of getting off topic, but... But Salah needs to win the Champions League. Yes, and he needs to perform well. set set him up well for the World Cup. As long as, effectively, I think if he continues the form he's been in, he will lift the Champions League trophy, providing you know he gets a goal and assist, something like that in the final, because that's a, that's basically his form, and then he gets a couple goals in the World Cup. I think, I think he'll have a very good chance for the Ballon d'Or. And Egypt's in a Egypt's in a um, in a pretty decent group too. I think that he's going to have an opportunity to score some goals. They play; they're in a group with Saudi Arabia, Uruguay, and Russia. So they've got that is an group. excellent opportunity to make it out of the group, which for Egypt would be an incredible feat. They have a that's a good group. That's a good group to get. It out is a of. really good group. They'll I, end up I, leaving with Uruguay. All the chips are falling in. For me, this is Mohamed Salah's trophy to lose the Ballon d'Or for me right now I agree agree. he's got an opportunity to end Real Madrid's Champions League run he's got an opportunity to get Egypt out of the out of the uh, World Cup um, knockout stages or into the World Cup knockout stages and he's got an opportunity to score a lot of goals in, in the World Cup and next season he could even Help Liverpool win the the when, EPL. When the, yeah, for sure, they're going to have a strong squad, and you know that they're you know that they're going to be really, especially if they win Champions League, they are going to have a a lot of money because they won Champions League. B, they're going to spend a lot of money because a lot of players are going to see Liverpool as a you know a prime target to go win the Premier League and win Champions League again. I think a lot of players are going to see Real Madrid as kind of, you know, 
not the Real Madrid that they used to be. I think Real Madrid, this could, this if they lose, this could mark an end of an era for Real Madrid because, I mean, a lot of players are getting a, are getting up there in age. Yeah, I know they've got a lot of promising young players in the squad, but I mean, you look at Modric, you look at Sergio Ramos, you look at Ronaldo. They're all, yeah, they're not old. They're still in their, I guess, prime time, but they're getting up there. You know, if I mean. Mohamed Salah has the opportunity to end an era in a couple ways. The Messi-Ronaldo. Yep. And you're right. Even Real in their impeccable form. You can... Barcelona used to be at that level. I don't think they're, you can say, quite the same. They're a little bit more shaky. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they've done extremely well this year. But... The, the past, you know, few years, Real has been very good. Just the standard Real, you know what you're getting with Real. Yeah. So, you know, if he gets a Ballon d'Or and uh, beats them, it, it could get people second-guessing. Yeah. You know? Make I definitely agree. The form, the Real, the Ballon d'Or winners... It's going to flip the entire thing on its head. Yep. He has the power. One player has the power to do this. Gonna That's going to be such a good matchup. Marcelo yeah, versus Mo Salah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be... That's going to be a matchup. That's going to be a game right there. Man. Best game of the year. Well... Best no, game of the year. Always no. Champions League final. Well, not always, we've, we've but this the year... World Cup, actually. So yeah, we still don't there. know how, you know, how the World Cup's going to go. But, um, man. <laughs> you know, like, six Americans are going to be watching it because the men's national team aren't going to be in it. I mean, that's going to be down from, like, eight Americans when the U.S. national team is in it, but... Yeah, obviously. The six um, that are going to be watching it are going to be uh, Clint Dempsey... Bob Bradley. Anyway. So, Mohamed Salah, fantastic player. Quite a uh, quite a talent for Liverpool. Whether they meant to uh, sign a 40, 50 goal a season player or not, that's, you know, they'll always say they did. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what he does in the Champions League final. That's the biggest stage you can get, right? I mean, yeah. that's arguably bigger than the World Cup stage. Well, you see because you perform, then you've got the opportunity. Let's see it. Exactly. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to that game. I think he's going to do well. I really I really do. I, I really think he's going to perform at the same rate, the same level he has been. Yep. He's going to give us something special. And we'll see if... Uh, We'll see which horse wins this race, but it's going to be Ronaldo versus Salah. It's going to be a fantastic competition. You know that's what they're going to make it about. It's going to be Mohamed Salah versus Cristiano Ronaldo. That's going to be the headlines leading up to this game. And I'm really stoked about it. I think it's going to be a howler of a game. Because <laughs> you know Liverpool are going to have to put you know three or four on Real Madrid to win this game because Dejan Lovren is going to let in a good amount of goals. I'm telling you right now. Van Dyke can only be so good. <laughs> and plus a couple of home goals. You never know. You never know. James Milner might decide to show up and start hitting some bangs into his own net. 
<laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining the podcast tonight. Please follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our to our podcast. Give us a like. Comment on what you like. Comment on what you didn't like. Just let us know. Ask questions. We'll try and answer as many as we can on the podcast. Um, you know, we're 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 a football family. We're trying to grow it here. We're trying to help the culture in the U.S. grow. We're trying to we're trying to uh, spread the greatest game in the world into the U.S. So, yep. Keep the conversation going. Let's keep this momentum help going. Let's do it. All right, guys. Good night. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening to Two Lads Football Podcast. If you guys like what you heard and want to hear more, hit that subscribe button and join the Two Lads family. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Two Lads Podcast. We want to hear from you guys and we'll also be posting some great content.